Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello! Welcome to the happiest place on the internet, the little corner made of sirens and vocal cuddles that is inhabited by Laura Lex and Will Duggan. Will Duggan's in Edinburgh and Laura's in Brighton, but that doesn't stop them loving each other and history. And content. And content! Big Fat, snuggly content, that's what we specialise in. Big fat, snuggly content. Big fat, snuggly content. Big fat, snuggly content. It's Duxford month at the National Treasures HQ. We went to the IWM Duxford. We chatted to Ed Byrne. We (coughs) learned all about Concord. And now we're going to learn all about sexy ladies on planes. So in our little uh, poll... For the two things for us to do a deep dive on, you chose Concord, which Laura admirably dealt with, despite, I think we can all agree, understanding fuck all of it. Uh, True, I'm not going to argue. No objections, Your Honour. And then um, you also wanted pin-up girls, particularly because when we were at um, Duxford, oh, God, it's so long ago since actually went, mm-hmm. we saw so many planes with sexy ladies <laughs> on the side. <laughs> And you were like, hey. and legs and sexy little arms. What's that? A nice face and well-designed hair. And bums. Um, so before we begin, Laura, I just want to do a huge shout out to uh, our friend Charlotte, um, who, listeners, you'll have know, you, you'll know because she is the lady that told us all about Café de Paris on the um, YouTube series when we were mm-hmm. in between series a little while ago. When she heard it was Pinup Girls, Charlotte has a history in burlesque. And she said, Will, you want to read all this? So I did. A big shout did. out to Primp My Costume, which is Charlotte's um, company, where she glams things up. If you saw me on Roast Battle, my dress was glammed by her. If you saw me on Mock the Week, my shoes were glammed by her. She glams all your stuff. And it means you don't have to buy new stuff. She'll just make your old stuff better. So do, uh, it's pr- at Primp My Costume, isn't it, on Instagram? I it is, yes. Uh, but yeah, give her a follow. She's, a, she's an absolute wizard. Um... So, Laura, let's talk about pinups. So, we're going to start with the pinup girl as an idea. Because what these, these women are, the style of art, the way it's done, pinup is a style. Okay. Uh, so, what do you know about pinup the style? 
Um, I know it's often like looking over your shoulder, a bit sexy, rather than just like a full pair of like nipped up titties, yeah. full frontal. It's a little bit coy, um, yeah. sort of sexy cartoony. Um, so basically, yeah. So a lot of people think that pinups as a style of art started in World War Two. But they're actually very wrong. Ooh, Some people think it begins idiots. in world. If you were sat there thinking that, you need to get back in your hole. Get back in your hole, bum bum. Get back in your hole, bum bum. Get back in your hole, bum bum. It looks a bit empty. There should be a hole. You sitting in it. Duh, 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 duh. Point is, it's neither World War Two nor World War One. It's actually the, first... the Romanov period of Russia. No, it ah. can be traced back. To the invention no, you can't trace of... them. You have to draw them yourself. You could trace them. I don't mind. But I don't mind. Don't mind the joke. Do mind the sentiment. I've dropped my vape. Um, so, it goes back to the invention of the bicycle. Say what? So, women. You caught in... my attention here, William. You have my attention. Now you have my inner rest. Uh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought it was Jane Leonardo DiCaprio. You um, so. In the Victorian times, when the bicycle was invented, particularly in the Western world, uh, your UKs, your Europe's, your Americas, women have to dress very demurely. The whole stereotype of show a bit of ankle salaciousness. Obviously, sex was happening, Victorians loved banging, but in public, you had to be more demure. But then the bicycle comes along, and it is one of the first instances of that time of some female um, sort of manumission because this bicycle means that women can go out and about by themselves unchaperoned less on a tandem Ooh, okay. but Did you they cannot have to ride side saddle you can't ride well, a bike you can't, side saddle you can't ride a bike saddle because the, now you ride a horse side saddle yeah. for sort of modesty and all that kind of thing but the dresses the clothes the petticoats the skirts the many many layers the modesty you can't ride a bicycle if you're wearing that yeah. you have to wear so women started wearing more um, form-fitting clothes. Yeah, they did. Particularly in their legs. Now, when bicycles first were invented, in the same way as any, I think, sort of transportation, your trains, your cars, the two people who always say that women can't do that are doctors and the clergy. <laughs> so It'll addle their brains, see? And then the devil will yeah, get so, in. Well, do you know what? You've pretty much nailed it there. Um <laughs> Doctors claimed that women on bicycles would, and this is a quote I found in a medical journal on the internet. Get pregnant with little bicycle babies. Even worse than that, dislodge their uteruses. Oh, jeez. They thought riding on cobbles, and they they thought, doctors literally said, women, if you go on these bicycles, your womb will fall out. And You'll women have... were like, dude, we've been sitting on the mangle getting the joy off that for centuries. Yeah. We're fine. And then... Uh, the clergy said, because obviously your legs are apart and there's a saddle in your area, uh, the clergy started claiming that it was the devil's work and women would start using this for masturbation. (laughs) So, but people, women were like, fuck this, we just want to go for a bike ride. (laughs) You're just out there just trying to get to work in the morning and you've got a priest shouting at you, stop wanking. (laughs) And then the doctor going, your fallopian tubes are at a big risk right now. <laughs> so, 
Now, women were like, fuck this. We're not stupid. We're going to start cycling. But then they had to wear clothes that were a different style to what women at the time wore. Like I say, form-fitting, a bit tighter. And then that drew, as every woman has had during all of history, the male gaze. Men like the way women look. Yeah, especially me. Yeah, so a couple of bicycle sellers, they realised that if you put a picture, there's all drawings, obviously, photography's not wild. A drawing of a bicycle in your window saying, we sell bicycles, that is less appealing than a picture of a woman with her nice legs on the bicycle. Yeah, okay. They couldn't be accused of any impropriety or um, lewdish acts, because that's what women look like on bicycles. Like car adverts now, you get a woman in a bikini trying to sell you a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Because sex sells. It literally goes back to sex sells. So, people started putting these pictures of women on bicycles to sell them. In 1895, there was an illustrator called Charles Gibson who had noticed that people were really enjoying these pictures of women. What? Uh, He was an illustrator for Life magazine. Now, he is credited with drawing the first pin-up girl. He drew girls with... Big hips, big red lips, long blonde hair, big boobs. But they were all clothed. It was more suggestive than mm-hmm. than nude. And he uh, drew these girls that became known as the Gibson girls. Okay? Huh. So starting in 1895, he drew a new Gibson girl for every episode of Life magazine for 20 years. Jeez. Is okay? that weekly? Is that going out weekly or monthly? I think it's monthly. People started to draw, people started to buy Life magazine just for these pin-up girl. They weren't called pin-up girls, they were called Gibson girls, but they would rip out the pages and they would pin them up. Oh. So people were buying the magazine just for these pictures. Now, the women he was drawing weren't real women. No. He wouldn't, like, get you in the studio and then draw you as a pin-up girl. But he should have. Then they'd have sold oh, like wildcats. So he loved them. He loved them. And they were these idealised, unattainable American beauties. You know, they help on the farm at night and they suck you dry before breakfast. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's that's so, graphic, isn't it? Yeah, big time. But then as printing became easier, circulations of magazines grew, everyone started pinning them off. Uh, sorry, ripping them off. But, but printers realised that people were buying them just for these girls. So they That's started. In the background is uh, Rebecca Potts um, unwrapping eating a, a chicken burrito. Uh, st- started. Um, they they started doing the calendars. Oh, okay. Because people weren't interested in all the articles. It was just, just all about the, the calendars. The She's peeling the foot. I'm trying to say that peanut girls. Yeah, stop. I'm listening. Sorry, narrating watching, my girlfriend's dinner. I'm watching Becca um, eat a little burrito. She's so cute. She's like a little pixie. So. These became the Calendar Girls, which were the names of the film comes from, Calendar Girls. Now, these became a bit more suggestive. So one of the ones I found was a woman laying on her front, okay? Yeah. She's got a blouse that's done up, but maybe one button is undone for the old cleavage. She's looking back at you like, oh, hello. And she's got her legs crooked at the knee, her feet are crossed. And there's just her, her skirt is ridden up so you can see her pants. Oh, that is rude. Imagine that yeah. in today's society. I so, can't. 
when planes first came around in World War I, people started painting them on their planes. And then, when World War II comes around, planes are a lot more common, and people realise they really got on board with men will do anything if you show them a bit of leg. Okay. So, so they, they start tricked making... men into going to war by putting sexy legs on the planes? Almost. They Ooh. made they tricked people into buying war bonds. You know war bonds? No, what's a war bond? So you, you basically gave money to the government to fund the war effort, and there was a lottery, so you might win some money back. Oh. Have you seen the, um, the Captain America film with, um, with Chris Evans? I when haven't, he first no. became... So when he first becomes Captain America, part of his job is trying to sell war bonds so that, pe- so that the US can stay in the war. Right. All the posters just like featured sort of like... in a war. Pretty much. But like, it, yeah, to be fair, war was bad, but World War II was, was a pretty big one. Um, but all the posters were like, 10% of your pay, every payday, to war bonds for the country. But then the picture would be women in tiny little shorts and like a GI uniform going, do it for us, boys. Oh, okay. And then when that... It, so it's kind of a mix between sex sells when you want to buy a thing and look what you're fighting for. All your money is to protect these gorgeous little women. Yeah, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're a big man for giving... <coughs> instead of feeding your actual wife, you're putting your money into these war bonds for these other women. I mean, yeah, pretty much. So then these war bond girls became associated with the army and soldiers started painting them on the side like almost like copying them tracing them these ones yeah okay um so you find your favorite one you'd be like oh i like miss july and then you'd put that on your plane pretty much yeah and it was partly because i like miss july i like looking at her and imagine doing kissing on her Secondly, like and I said, maybe you could the... stand really close to your plane, and if you put Miss July over like the fuel input bit, you could actually do some kissing and other things because there'd be a gap in the plane for you your could fuck body. the plane. Yeah, yeah, you could fuck the plane. Um, do you know what, Laura? I never thought I'd be the kind of man who said for money you could fuck the plane, but yet here we are. Actually, people um, don't pay for this episode, so you haven't been paid. If that makes you feel better. great for free, I've just said you could fuck the plane. Um, <laughs> I won't put so, that in the Patreon-only content. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so, partly it's that. Partly it's because, like, the past, what a nightmare. These men are just, like, looking at women. But one of the big reasons they started doing it, the planes all look the same. They're oh, all just mass-produced. Yeah. And the only way to identify it would be the serial number. But obviously, even they are in the exact same Cocoa form, Pops in the exact two. same place. Honey Nut Loops, 96. Two. Yes, cereal. That's what that means. Um, so it was a much easier way to identify Which that one's your yours? friends were coming the home safe. The juggy redhead. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, let's get into that. So at the first, it was just these sort of... Not that they're unproblematic in and of themselves, but these sort of circulated pictures that they quite liked. But then, these soldiers going mad in, like, you know, wars for years and years, because they were never allowed by the military. Even now, the planes have, uh, it's called nose art on it. They are sort of banned under um, military rules, but it's not enforced. Do you know what I mean? It's It's like a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing, okay? 
But how can and you not yeah, us not tell with something that's just painted on the outside of a plane? It's like, don't do it. But when it's done, we're not going to talk about it. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. So. Okay. It's a, it's a good way to notice when your friends are coming home. Could you know what's painted on your friends' planes? You're not looking out to decipher the. Yeah, uh, well, that makes sense. I hadn't thought of that. That's cool. Yeah. But then these guys, start, they went a little bit mad and they started to realise that, hang on. It's just a drawing. You can draw anything. And then they start becoming more pornographic. Oh. Like, I found one, one of the earliest ones, where it like, stops being a quiet little lady who helps on the farm. It's just a naked woman, legs apart. And the plane, and they, they often would the give the plane a... I hope the bombs fall out from between our legs. <laughs> no, but do you know what the, uh, the plane was called? The ace in the hole. Oh. That's too much, man. That's too much, isn't it? That's too on the nose for an on-the-nose art. Yeah, so basically, they started becoming more and more sort of like that. But then, because it's the past, and it's America, and it is all pretty much white men, they started becoming borderline racist. So there'd be like a... There's one called the Sultan's Daughter. And it's like somebody's gone on deviant art and drawn Jasmine from Aladdin with her knickers off. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, and then, like, I'm not going to go... Like, if you want to look into it, there's some pretty racist ones on there. But it's almost like a, it's a um, like a fetish kind of thing. Yeah, okay. So at this point, this is individuals painting their own, or probably the one yeah. guy on the on the flight deck that's good at yeah. drawing. And it's, it's never... Um, it's it's always them just doing it. It's always you know it's not like you arrive at the airfield, take your plane out, and they'll sort it out for you. It's done like surreptitiously. Yeah. Okay. But then they sort of stop being pornographic a little, like as in, there's only so many naked women you can see. Then they That's started doing true. jokes. I don't think I'll ever get there's, tired. There's one that I've found that's sort of like a Betty Boop esque, you know, big eyes flapper girl kind of thing. Yeah. And she's in quite a revealing top, and her skirt has got a split in it, so she's wearing stockings and garters. But she's dressed, she's just dressed provocatively, and she's feeding a saucer of milk to a cat, and the plane is called Eating Kitty. Well, they've missed the obvious there, haven't they? No, that's the joke, wasn't it, you idiot? Is it? Yeah, it's a a cunnilingus joke. Yeah. What's the obvious? Pussy. Yes, but they've put Kitty to like wink wink at you. But isn't pussy wink wink? No, I think pussy means pussy. Did it back then as well? I think it did, yeah. Mm. It's not that long ago. So then it goes on and on like that. And then one of the big reasons they did it, and I hadn't even considered this. So yes, it's their own like sort of male chauvinist gaze, their own masturbatory (laughs) issues. There's all of that going on. It's recognising their friends coming back. Yeah. It's a bit of artistic expression. But one of the big reasons they did it was to distract the enemy fighter pilots. Oh, okay. So little horn dogs on the field who are like, oh, I don't know what to do. Shoot or wank, shoot or wank. Well, that's where this sort of like the racist ones started to come when they were, because it's a very much an American thing. I think the British did it as well, but it's an American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were fighting in uh, Japan. So they started doing, like, 
sexy racist caricatures of Japanese women to put off Japanese fighter pilots. And obviously it's not like these pilots are going to see it then just start cracking one off, but it's more... (laughs) Oh, they they weren't fighting cartoon men then. (laughs) Yeah, but they should be looking... I remember I was reading an article today about it uh, that was sort of peppered with um, pictures of pinup girls. And when it said to put off enemy fighter pilots, I did think to myself, what kind of idiot would do that? And then realised I hadn't read anything about five, so I was looking at pictures of naked birds. (laughs) (laughs) So that's sort of where they come from. But did you know, since 1993, you are these sort of, it's called nose art. It's on the nose of the plane. You're not, that has to be gender neutral. So they still do it, but you can't just have naked women on it anymore. So a lot of... um, American planes, even today, the sort of the nose of the plane will be turned into a shark or a crocodile, or there will be messages in words still for the recognize me by this. I'm bored. I want to do something, but put off the. So I think a lot of the um, when in Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of the nose art will be a picture of something, maybe like I don't know Bugs Bunny flicking the V's, but then a message in Arabic to distract any other pilots nearby when it sees it. So that's where it comes from. But people got massively into these um, pictures. But, like I said, they're not real women. They're just idealised. But then by the sort of World War II, photography is a game for everyone. So they start doing pinups of real women. So there's a woman called Betty Grable who in 19... Now, she is a very famous... We'll put the picture up of her. She's the one standing to her back in, like, a white bathing suit, coy looking over her shoulder, like, hello, boys. We'll uh, put she's a picture o- up of Will in that pose in the white <laughs> so that you can really understand what we're talking about there. Because I but, just got treated to Will absolutely nailing the Betty. But the only reason that she's doing that over her shoulder, because they wanted to show, like, legs and boobs, not just bum but they had to hide it because she was pregnant. So she's, actually, she's hiding her she's pregnant hiding stomach. She's hiding a tiny this, baby in the photo. Uh, in this very famous picture. So in 1943, that first comes out and um, they send it out to a few soldiers. as like a, don't forget what's at home, boys. What's at and, stake here? And, Blonde and then women. GI, GIs start requesting this photo. And they noticed a 84% increase in efficiency in troops that had received the photo of Betty. But it became every GI... 92% stickier in the dormitory. (laughs) They're all Um, (laughs) laminated-ish. But yeah, (laughs) they start requesting it. But it gets so popular that this Betty Grable... um, The photo was taken by a guy called Frank Powolny... Um, but she becomes so famous from this photo. She becomes a movie star. Ooh. What was she before? Just a model then? Or yeah, just a woman? but she's, but she is terrible, terrible actor. But she knew it. She's like, I can't. Yeah, it's like I can't act. But so she, um, she just plays these really easy roles. Uh, yeah, so they were they were so bad, um, but. It's because of her movies, they were so popular, whilst being bad, all from the fact she was this pinup girl, that she basically, her, the profits from her films, funded the first few years of Fox, the studio. Ah. 
and, they, and then they made like Casablanca, like all because of this woman being like, "I'm a little bit pretty, boys." I'm a bit sexy and pregnant. Doop doop doop. But, Here's my butt. And then, after once she moved into acting, there became a, another Betty called Betty Page, and she was she looked like a pinup girl her mm. actual life, um, and she was a model. But she became photographed as a pinup girl. So she, her first few jobs were recreating these famous drawings of pinup girls, <clears throat> but live. And she was just a superstar. She's the most photographed pinup girl ever, even Ooh. now. And looking at a picture of her um, is what inspired a little man called Hugh Hefner to start Playboy. Oh, a legacy yeah. of smart. So it's absolutely huge, isn't it? So, yeah, 1993, <clears throat> forgive me, they had to be gender neutral, which they are now. And in 2015, they said that now, <clears throat> the US Air Force said in 2015, it's still not allowed, but if you are going to do it, lads, all right, it must be distinctive, symbolic, gender neutral, enhance unit pride, and designed in good taste, and must not contravene any copyright or trademark laws. Which is why you get now a lot of making the plane into a bird, a crocodile, a shark, a dinosaur. So yeah, why that's sort of... Why are they bothering with this it's not allowed when it's clearly allowed? <clears throat> why don't they just say it's allowed? I suppose it's sort of like graffiti and street art. Like graffiti isn't allowed, but if Banksy turned up and did a painting on your building, you'd be like, great. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So we've got like some really famous examples. Again, we'll put a picture of these on. Not always women as well. <gasps> a man pin-up? No. Uh, a non-binary pin-up? Lo- no, an uh, not people. Pin up? Not people. I said an animal! Then yes. There's a guy called Ian Gleed. Okay. Ian Gleed, Ian Gleed. So, That's a lot yeah. of sideways mouth. Ian Gleed. So Ian Gleed was Ian a... Gleed. Uh, was a uh, wing commander called Widge. A wink commander? Wing. I'm in charge of the winking, boys. Yeah, but, mate, Wink his nickname was Widge. His nickname was Widge. Widge? Yeah. Like a wedgie Widge? No, Widge means penis. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I just call him so he, Schlongs. He died, at 19, he died in 1943, age 26. It was Aww. shot down. Uh, in, in, but he, like, he was a flying ace. He, uh... He, killed, he destroyed 13 um, enemy flights during his thing. And he wanted some nose art like his American friends. But this is quite funny. He said, oh, I don't really think that we should have women on. It's not very nice to women. So he had a picture of a cat, like a sort of anthropomorphic cat, who was batting and had broken a swastika. Ah. Like, like, like it, so we'll get a picture of him up. Um, and then boats are often done... As sharks, so the Royal Navy boats, um, sort of, you know, the, the, the bit that goes in. Yeah. They paint the hulls to like they were a shark's mouth opening. Yeah. Okay. Because I think the British um, and the Germans as well, because you know, obviously, it's people on both sides of the war. The British and the Germans were a bit more like, oh, I'm not sure, allowed to draw nips. Yeah. Oh my God! I forgot to mention this completely. Do you know? The Virgin San Jose, been away for long. Virgin Atlantic mm-hmm. have the um, the Virgin Girls. 
And she's like, a, it's like a, it's like, it's like a pinup girl style, but she's fully dressed like the red virgin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were on all the planes for ages and ages. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So what, what I started don't think I've as flown virgin? I've only flown virgin once, and it was in uh, nineteen ninety-seven. Mm. But yeah, so they had these. Uh, By the time I could afford plane tickets, I was up to my neck in dick. I thought you were going to say debt. <laughs> so, this nose art, it's mainly like military things that use it. Yeah. For those reasons mentioned above. And like I say, it's um, never been allowed other than a couple of times. So the V... III, the 8th Bomber Command, 301st Bomb Group, um, was a unit in World War II. Proper um, unit, mate. Yeah, and it broke down in 1992, but they, in a couple of their planes, I think the guys that were then in charge had been sort of not in charge when they were just drawing naked women on their things. They said, we want a sexy girl riding a bomb on the plane. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think comedian Tiff Stevenson, you did a show that that image was... She sort of, like, spoofed that image in, in a one of her comedy shows. I think you're exactly right. But yeah, so, Laura, that's essentially the history of the pinup girl. Uh, would you like any questions about it? Um, which one is your favourite, please? I think there's one. It's, and I must say, it's one of the racist ones. <laughs> because Fucking it's, hell. Of all the ones I, you could have picked. Well, no, because it's clearly been drawn by someone who's never seen a Native American person. It's called the Spirit of Waco, okay? And they've just drawn a naked white blonde woman, but put a Native American headdress on her. I was like, I'm not sure if you're... Is that racism or is that stupid or is it both? But I like them all. I like them. Um, let's not say that racism can't also be stupidity. I think it is always stupidity. I just think it's really interesting that... Because when we saw them at Duxford... In my head, I was like, yeah, that's a thing that happens on World War II planes. And then I started research, and I was like, oh, my God, it was started by the invention of the bicycle. Yeah. It's like, I think I like that. I like the idea that this, what, what eventually ended up in a North African military campaign of pornography was started by women might need to wear trousers to you to bike. <laughs> like, that's an evolution that you just can't see coming. No. Well, thank you very much, Will. I very much enjoyed learning about the pinup. Thank you to Charlotte for helping Will with his research. Yeah, huge time. And we will be back next week when we are visiting Cheddar Gorge on the orders of Richard Herring. Order so Richard Herring. do join us again next week for that. In the meantime, you can get in touch with us. We are at Treasures Pod on all social medias. We are nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us about anything mm -hmm. that we have talked about today. And, hey, listen, nobody's ever loved anybody like we love you. Also, if you've enjoyed this idea of, like, deep dives and think, hey, I want more deep dives, we do a Patreon-only podcast we every week where Laura and I take it in turns to do a deep dive on a year. There's about two years' worth of content, two, two years' worth of episodes you can catch up with. You can join that for a fiver a month uh, at patreon.com forward slash national treasures. And, and uh, we'd love to have you there. You an episode a week of years and years, a live stream every month. This month's was all about the town of Carcassonne. 
and it gets you extended versions of every episode yeah. that goes out on the main podcast stream. It really is great value for money, and frankly, you should join. Um, but if you don't, we still love you, but yeah, less. Yeah, we love everybody. Um, goodbye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.